Welcome back to Grid I Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective. We got the band back together. The Disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nawara. We missed Mo on Tuesday, but we've missed Brett for two weeks now. It's been 14 days since we've heard the dulcet tones of The Disciple. Brett, are you alive? Did you survive Vegas? What's going on, buddy? Yeah, sorry to you guys and all of the fans out there. Got a little sloppy last week. Uh, I don't know how you guys do this at 6 o'clock in the morning. We're troopers. There, there was, I was drawn dead at, at 6 o'clock in the morning last week. Not only, We're not 90 yet. Never happened. <laughs> not only do we hit the record button at 6 a.m. Pacific time normally, but I I got to get to bed early, guys. So I get home from work, and sometimes I don't finish capping, so I'm... I'm up at like 4 a.m. to finish capping and bring this product to the people. Dedicated. DP, how do you do it? You're you're a robot, though. You can you can get up at any hour to do anything. Sometimes I wonder how I do it. Um, lots of coffee, for sure. Um, I feel like absolute death this morning. Going up and down the stairs was the most difficult task I've ever had to go through. Wait, wait, I'm wait. I'm getting so old. <laughs> wait. You have to have played a game of football last night, yeah? Uh, I played one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, and on Wednesday I was in goal, and I haven't played goalie in a long time, and I forgot how taxing on your body that was. Oh my god, my one knee is like the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> I got bruises all over my body. My fiance is wondering what the hell I did. How is how is goalie more taxing than actually playing? Because you're diving Doctor. and slamming onto the ground, down all over the yeah. place, and the ground is not soft. And like you're sliding, and you're that's all, all soccer players shit. do is dive. Wow! No, no, not like real soccer. Real soccer players that never made it to the top level don't know how to dive because they don't. They never made it to the top level. Plus, you're playing. We played in- a bunch of like 18 year old kids, and they were a bunch of bastards. Oh my god! <laughs> Screw those kids, man. <laughs> Like one, this one kid had blue hair. Oh, it was so. so you played against Ninja. This kid had blue hair. His first time he gets the ball, he does a a freaking Rabona. You know, (laughs) you kick the ball with like one foot behind the other foot, and we're all like thirty-five. We're like, okay, time to put this kid in his place. Yeah, (laughs) into the boards he went next play. Oh goodness! And Mo, you still come to us from the picturesque Christmas market town of Prague. How is it, buddy? Is it no longer raining? Has the weather improved at all? Are the IPAs and ciders at least keeping you warm? It's just cold now, not rainy. Uh, but uh, I haven't drank near enough beer, unfortunately. Um, I did have one last night and uh, knocked myself out, and I'm glad I did because I wouldn't. I didn't have to watch the Chiefs choke. Yikes, dude! You would have been just so mad at those oh referees my last God. night. Both sides too. Just an absolutely horribly officiated contest just clueless on both sides i know it's it's really getting out of hand watching these 60 year old lawyers run up and down the field and throw yellow flags at things that they perceive to be seeing but aren't actually seeing it's wild has mo seen the tyreek hill drop yet oh boy mo have you Watch seen the highlights? Good. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Do I want to know? Oh is it is God. he is he fake elite? I think he's fake, fake elite. elite. He should be cut from the team. No, but it's insane because nobody else can get open by 15 yards like he does. 
but at the same time, you need to catch the ball. <laughs> Hit him right in the face. Like, if he could just get open by two yards and improve his catching, that would be enough, right? You don't need to be open by 15 yards if the ball is just going to hit you right in the face. Absolute strike by Mahomes <laughs> on a free play. <laughs> Bounces right off his face. <laughs> the best part, is, I think it was Demetrius uh, Thomas, I think, was running a fly route near Tyreek Hill. And he turns and he sees that Tyreek has his man beat by 10, 15 yards. And he just puts both his hands in the air while the ball is still traveling. <laughs> and then it hits Tyreek right in the dome. I also liked how he, he had a second chance to catch it right yeah. right there. And he still missed it. Yeah. Really, really fun stuff. That was our first split game on Thursday Night Football this year, I believe. And it was a bit of an upset because as I posted... Last night, split games have been crushed by Mo and Brett, who are picking them at 75 and 59% respectively. And those were the two guys on the Chiefs, while Donnie and myself not doing too hot, both under 500. We were both on the bolts and got the cover. We were going to cover regardless once they scored the touchdown because Anthony Lynn decided to go for two. Anthony Lynn getting sharper. As we said on Tuesday, DP. Yeah, if he was sharper, he would have went for two the first time he, he scored. That would right, have yeah. that, that would have certainly been the right play. But at, at least he's halfway there. See the uh, the ref assignments for for NFL games. What about him? Because just because, like, remember when I was telling you guys you could never bet these Cleet Blakeman games? <laughs> I was about I was about to look and see which one's Cleet Blakeman's on this week. Was it? Was he on last night's game? I don't even know who that was. I don't on know. I was, was he? That's what I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> if that was him, it wouldn't surprise me if because you guys were saying the refs were horrible, and Cleet Blakeman's crew has been an absolute disaster this entire season. Nothing was consistent. I mean, I know a lot of people complain about referees all the time, but. I, <laughs> It was Walt Anderson's crew last night. Yeah, Walt Anderson. I was stalling there. All right, let's get on to more split games. That's how we start every podcast. We look at games where there are two hosts on one side, two hosts on the other. And this week we have three in addition to last night's Thursday night game. And we'll start on Thursday where two hosts love the home dog in the Meadowlands at MetLife Stadium. The Jets are catching six points at home as they host the Houston Texans. And Mo and myself, we have the Jets on our card. We have them at the exact same position, 14 out of 15. Mo, since you were crushing this year, I will lend the floor to you. Why do you love Gangree in the spot? Wait. Jets is split? <laughs> How bad are you guys? <laughs> What the? What this? What? Texans minus twelve at home, bro. You guys, this is. I mean, this is just one of those spots where, if if stats mean anything, if metrics are even in the ballpark of approximating, like, being able to analyze football, then this line is horrible. I mean, if the metrics mean anything, then the Jets are gonna absolutely shut this Houston offense down. I mean, and then. From a game theory standpoint, who the hell is clicking the Jets here? Like, 
there was a, another game actually that I loved like equally to this one. Um, and I couldn't decide between that one and this one until I got to my eventual pick. But man, this one, I just had to push it up because look at this public 70% piling Houston and you guys are joining them with this fake good Houston team. Please, please tell me somebody how bad, how you guys can be this bad. I just want to add real quick that I am so salty that we can't get the real line. Like, why aren't we getting plus seven here? Why, why is the Westgate making up lines again? There's a couple this week where, God, they're just putting out random lines that are not being hung anywhere. Maybe they're trying to be predictive. I understand if that's what they're trying to accomplish. But where is it plus six right now? Has it been plus six anywhere? Open seven? I'm seeing some six and a halves, but I'm certainly not seeing stone six. So the fact that we're not getting the hook or the full seven uh, does not excite me but i well, still why, why did it move to seven if it's such a stone cold lock mo it would open at seven i see it opening at six and a half but okay hmm. yeah i saw six and a half too uh everyone's anyway, moved to seven obviously piling here i mean honestly my eyes tell me this texans offense is decent but week after week the stats say they're awful so uh, I definitely trust this Jets defense uh, to do a decent job versus them. And then um, the Jets, I mean, with Sam Darnold, they they did prove that they can move the rock a little bit. Against a good and, defense uh, on the score road. Some points, yeah. Score some points on a good defense. Yeah, like, I'm. it's not a great spot for their offense, obviously, especially with this Jets O-line versus this Houston D-line. But, I mean, the Bills have a pretty fearsome defense themselves, and, like, the Jets didn't exactly crumble there. That felt a little fluky, though. The like, bi- Darnold is not going to make those throws every single time. Darnold's really good. He was, he was fire last week. Darnold's really, That's, he's really good, and he is good. But that was that was insane. Like he was, he was fitting those th- throws into the tightest windows possible every time. He can throw the rock, and I like the Bills' defense a way more beyond. The line of scrimmage as well. Obviously, we think the Texans' D-line is pretty good with Clowney, Watt, and Merciless. But when it gets to the second and third level, I definitely prefer what the Bills are showing. And I don't get it, but Football Outsiders continues to rate that Jets offensive line as just fine, 13th in adjusted sack rate. I'm with Mo. I think it's more of a liability than that. But if they can do a decent job up front, I, I think the Jets will be able to score. My biggest worry as somebody who picked the Jets and put them high, is Deshaun Watson breaking the pocket. The Jets have no speed whatsoever at linebacker. With Deron Lee suspended for the season, I thought it was going to be PDs because of how well he's been playing. It was actually substance abuse, so uh, hopefully you can turn around and if it's anything more serious than than Weed Buddy. If not, stop being such a dope. Uh, and he was really the only speed they had at linebacker. So if Deshaun breaks pocket, we saw it last week. Josh Allen broke pocket twice, two long runs, surpassed the 100-yard mark again. So that's my biggest concern. But this is just way, way too many points. This should be closer to, to four or three and a half. DP, you're on the other side. You love Houston here. Nearly put them on your card. Tell us why. Um, I mean, first of all, 
I know that I'm siding with the public. I don't really like to do that. But, I mean, these Texans team, I, th- I think they're good. I don't think this Jets team is good. Uh, I think uh, Sam Darnold, although I do believe in his talent, uh, you know, in a big picture uh, type of status, um, I don't think he's going to play as well as he did last week. You know, I don't think he's just there yet. I think there's going to be a ton of ups and downs. I expect him to come down very far this Texans team with Sean Watson I think that they're very good do not trust that Jets O-line despite what you just pointed out uh, in the metrics especially against uh, a powerful front like the Houston Texans bring to the table here and uh, also I think that this line is is a little bit short Um, I think it's you know going to end up being seven seven and a half uh, when it comes to closing time on uh, this weekend so I'm going to take the six and I'm just going to ride with it. Maradi, close up shop. Why did you click the Texans here? You have them low. Yeah, this is my two-pointer. I would never touch this game. It's another spot with the Jets where I looked at the line and my gut said mash New York, but that has not worked out for me once this season. And it, it, as good as Darnold has looked, I mean, he, looked, he was phenomenal last week. He just doesn't have the weapons to rely on, especially on third downs. I think this one could get ugly against his pass rush. Goats don't always need weapons. Look at Brady. Look at Rogers. Sam Savior, the next goat. Get ready. When when are we gonna get Brett off his uh, recency bias, man? Like, <laughs> what are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> the the Jets just won last week. Yeah, but yeah, your own it. recency bias against your own picks. Oh <laughs> well, then the, all that is, I don't have a read on this Jets team. That that's all. That's all it really is. I'm not confident in picking them high. They they definitely are one of the highest variance teams in the league, that's for sure. What what output they will give you changes a ton from week to week. Well, speaking of gut checks, we'll keep it with you, Bert, for the next game. And it's a fun one. It's Eagles at Rams. The line in the Super Contest is 11-1-1. Just to give you guys some perspective, the preseason look-ahead line in this game was Rams- Minus one, a 10-point correction. Bert, you're the highest on this game. You have it in your top five, 12 out of 15. Tell us why you clicked the dog, the Eagles, in the spot. Well, the steam on this game is insane. It opened at nine at most books early in the week. It was seven and a half at the Westgate last week. And now we're working with an 11-point spread. This is a this is another contest play for me. We've seen all year that, that people don't bother with the double-digit spreads. So this one could help us gain some ground in the Super Contest. And and this is my rule of backup quarterbacks. The market is overreacting again. I honestly feel much more confident with Nick Foles than Carson Wentz in the lineup. Carson's been terrible this year. And Foles is a dude who's going to give it everything until there are zeros on the clock. I I don't think you necessarily get that with Wentz after that loss last week. And now they get their Super Bowl winning quarterback under center again. I think that adds a little juice here. Playing against a team that is among the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year, I think that the Eagles show up in this game with uh, with Foles. Is is this an exclusive from Burt Minotti that Carson Wentz doesn't play? Is he is he going to play? Why would really? he? I mean, he didn't leave the game against the Cowboys. Their season's over. There's no reason for him to play. He's not going to play. Then why wouldn't they just announce it then? Like, what edge do they get by not announcing it? If anything, they send him to IR, they open up a roster spot. They're probably arguing with him that he's going to say, and he's probably telling them he's going to play. Well, then that's just insubordination. Sit your butt down, Carson Wentz. I don't get 
why the public loves the Rams so much, just in general. You would think that... So the Saints are printing for the public, right? They're 10-3 and against the spread. You bet the Saints, you win money. It's pretty simple. The Rams are 5-7-1 and against the spread. 2-3-1 and at home. So it's not like every week these dolts are going to the window and printing money with the Rams. Hell, they were just hammered on the road as public road favorites. So I just don't get where this public steam is coming from. Like, why do people just keep bashing their heads for a team that's not winning them any money? Uh, I picked Eagles here, but put it low. I think this is a fair line. I think the line should be 10. So being a point higher, I shaded Eagles. I also, the look ahead was seven and a half. What's really changed that moved this line? You know, three and a half, four points. I don't know. What's really changed? I don't know. None of the Eagles players are alive. No, over the last seven days, I'm saying, though. Like seven days ago, this line was seven and a half. What changed in the last seven days? Oh, well, that's just stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah, the the biggest concern is how did the Eagles get a stop here? Uh, Hicks and Jernigan look like they're still out. Michael Bennett, he's just getting the vet treatment. Uh, he didn't practice at all last week, played 80% of the snaps, so he'll he'll be in the game on Sunday. But the secondary remains super injured. I don't know how they get stops, but I, I don't really like either side of this game. Uh, Mo, you jumped out there. You did pick the Rams. Why are you laying the 11 in the spot? I'm really not. This is uh, I agree with you. This is a fair line. Um, you kind of want to run it right at the Rams in a lot of spots, but... Philly's O-line is just, like, so bad. I just don't think they can have any success doing that. Uh, Rams just dominant in the trenches on both ends. Uh, They're going to really probably be able to move around Philly up front. Uh, And then Philly's still a hospital ward on D. I I really think just, like, the factor that just pushes me to the Rams on this flip is just the motivational factor. Like, I don't know how hard the Eagles are going to try. I kind of feel like Last week was their last hurrah. Like, you know, they came out, gave it their all for their season, and now it's over. That's why Foles matters. Big Dick Nick. DP, you clicked Rams, had it a shade higher than Mo. Six out of 15. What you got here? I mean, Rams coming off a, a bad loss in Chicago. I think they, they got to play this game as, as a bit of a get-right game, and they're playing a team that's, I mean, Mo mentioned it, they don't even have a team, at least the team that they started with. Everyone's hurt on that damn team, and now, I mean, Nick Foles, I know it's Nick Foles from the Super Bowl, but it's Nick Foles without Frank Reich, Nick Foles on a shorter you know, shorter week in terms of just getting prepared. Um, I, I don't like the matchup against the Rams. I think the Rams have, you know, too much to play for right now. They're too high powered, you know, on both sides of the ball. When I speak to their defense, I mean mostly uh, up on that defensive line uh, with Aaron, Aaron Donald and company. I think they're just going to be able to get after whoever's a quarterback. If it, if it, for whatever chance it is, if it's Carson Wentz back there, I mean, good luck. He hasn't been good all year. Uh, if it's Nick Foles, I, I think it's just going to be just as bad. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I think that McVay and company are just going to be carving up this defense every single which way. Uh, look for tar- Todd Gurley to have a massive game. Mo, when are you going to admit that Wentz is a trash bag? What do you mean? We have one season of him just shredding the league. And then we have another season where he may or may not have been injured. You you call Brady Coin. didn't play very well. You call, basically, Carson Wentz is Matt Ryan. You, you call Brady Coin. Nobody's more coin than Wentz. Right? Wentz just connects on these lucky bombs and it inflates all of his numbers, even advanced numbers, like – 
uh, adjusted yards per attempt. But when it comes to actually making real football throws close to the line of scrimmage, five yards, seven yards, he is atrocious. Zero accuracy. I mean, he's just so bad. I don't know what you he can see in this in guy. He drops in people's pockets. He, produce, he has a true talent for producing 70-yard touchdowns. Right, but that doesn't matter. Like, how many of those occur? Well, I mean, it matters. It matters a lot since it's... Well, it matters less now as we're getting more along to where defense matters less. And, you know, you can just move the ball more easily. Like, if they ever legislate defense back into the game, that skill set will be more valuable. I just disagree, though, because what everybody's doing now is they're just playing soft coverage deep and just rallying to the ball. All good defenses, they just their only objective is to not allow a big play. And just keep everything in front of them. So I, I don't think throwing deep is actually important anymore. You have to be accurate underneath and move the ball. That's pretty much all that matters. Especially when the scout report on Wentz says exactly that. Yeah. All you got to do is commit three guys deep and beat us up front. Like make the tough throws three to five yards down the field. And he just can't do it right now. DP brought up Chicago. They're the final split game. Packers at Bears. The Bears are laying six points against their division rival. You're the highest on this game. You took your beloved Bears. You have them a 13 out of 15 on your card. Tell us why you picked Chicago. Yeah, man, Bears at home uh, with this defense. That's a pretty damn good team. Uh, Matt Nagy and the Bears coaching staff has been performing well uh, all season long, most notably uh, with getting the they're not so good. Uh, Mitchell Trubitsky, you know, up to par and having him be able to perform week in and week out, uh, at least when he's on the field and they don't have Chase Daniel uh, at the helm there. I, I mean, I, I think that that's a big uh, point of this matchup is the coaching matchup. I mean, on one side, you got Matt Nagy and uh, that Bears coaching staff, uh, you know, and then on the other side, you have Joe Philbin and I don't even know what the hell is left over there on Green Bay. So I'm I think that that's just massive for me. Um, I also think this is a bit of a revenge game after uh, what Aaron Rodgers pulled against the Chicago team uh, much earlier in the season when he, uh, you know, had that crazy comeback after coming out of the tunnel and all that sort of stuff and primetime television. I think the Bears are going to get up. I think they're going to get up big for this game. I look for their defense just to really shut down uh, this Packers offense. I mean, I'm not expecting the Bears to run away in terms of you know scoring 30, 40 points, but I just don't think they're going to make the uh, make the Packers uh, be able to score any points and be able to keep this within six. Yeah, this is definitely rule of circled since week one that comeback from Aaron Rodgers. I'm I'm really confused why this line opened short of the look ahead. Look ahead was six last week. Opens at five, and now it rests at six, both in the contest. In on Pinnacle, I'm. I, I really thought that that Bears performance on Monday would have increased this line. I'm. I'm. I thought their stock would be soaring after suffocating the Rams on defense. But I guess people are just worried about Trubisky, and then of course there's the Rodgers factor. I don't think the Packers looked amazing last week, to be honest. Uh, they just got the job they done. They played the Falcons. Yeah, exactly. They got the job done against an awful Falcons team. On top of that, the Packers have been bad on the road this year. 1-5 and five against the spread. Losses to the Slurs, the Lions, that Vikings team that seems to be falling apart. And then in the injury department, I'm really worried about this defensive front for the Packers. They already lost Mike Daniels for the season with a foot injury. Now, defensive tackle Kenny Clark, who's grading as a 90.5 
on Pro Football Focus hasn't practiced this week, and uh, Clay Matthews has been limited. Brian Balaga on the other side of the line hasn't practiced this week and already banged up Packers O-line that's 23rd in adjusted sack rate. So this feels kind of rowdy for me. I I like the Bears in this spot, but the back door being wide open for the GOAT uh, made me push this down slightly. It does make my card, though. Bears are my final pick in my top five. Speaking of bias, Mo, you cannot fade Aaron Rodgers. This is one of your biggest blind spots for sure. Well, if he's got the ball last, he's probably going to score. So that's always a problem. Just like he did in week one against this team. Yeah. Um, this one I thought was fair, honestly. Uh, Brian Bulaga not practicing. Uh, if he doesn't play, that could be big. The Bears are not the team you want to be missing a starting tackle against. Um, on the other hand, I also, uh, on the other side of the ball, I think that the Bears obviously should be able to get some stops. Um, I'm not sure if the Packers are going to get too many stops, but Rodgers is the equalizer and the line looks pretty fair. I don't know. I would maybe... This is just in my coin flip tier, to be honest. I, I don't have a problem either way if you guys are trying to throw this on the card. It is not going to make the card, despite DP and me being fairly high on it. Brett, this was your final pick. Coin flip territory. What made the coin come up, Packers? Yeah, I don't have much here. I think the market has finally, in week 14, week 15, caught up with the Bears, so... Uh, I'm with Mo. I'll take Rodgers getting six points, always. I mean, weren't the Bears like minus 10 in Buffalo? The markets love the Bears. Yeah, that was when Buffalo had, I don't even know who a quarterback. <laughs> that is very fair. All right, let's get to Lone Wolves, which will basically be, basically be us kicking back and listening to Brett talk about his card. Five. Lone Wolves for Burt Minotti. <laughs> Let's go, man. Five. He does have the tied for the second most this season with 21. So a, ma- a massive addition. He's 9 and 12 on the season, 42.8%. The only person above 500 is DP. He's 14, 10, and 1 with Lone Wolves, and even 58%. Clip. All right, Bert, you've got two in your top five, which I guess we'll start with, and then two that basically bubbled. Um, But the two in your top five are both favorites. One is a road favorite, the Saints laying five and a half in Carolina. The other is another NFC South team, the Falcons laying eight and a half at home against the Cardinals. How about you tackle those both to start? All right, so I'll start with New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to buy the steam here and the fact that the Saints have a lot to play for here against a team that is reeling. Yeah, Carolina still drawing live for the playoffs, but come on, Cam Cam is dead, guys. Uh, he has looked horrible the past two weeks. He is not right. And you've got Sean Payton, who just owns Ron Rivera in this matchup. I don't see that changing here. I think, I think New Orleans is the right side, and... Uh, I kind of I love the Saints here. DP, you're the highest on the other side, taking the five and a half points with the home dog. Why do you like Carolina so much? 
Well, five and a half feels like an absolute ton of points. I mean, I know the Saints are good, but they're a dome team. They got to go on the road. They got to play outdoors. They got to do it on grass. I mean, five and a half just feels like a big ass pill to swallow, and I am not ready to swallow that in any way, shape, or form. Six right, and right. a half on pinnacle now, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Sometimes yeah, this, this you, know, is you another throw two middle fingers to the market, Brett. This is I'm another. Sorry. This is another Carnegie fake line. Like, where is it five and a half in real life? Why aren't we getting six and a half? Yeah, so why are we aren't we getting value then, guys? Well, it doesn't make the Saints the right side. It just makes problem is this is value that every that's value that everyone else is going to see. I don't totally understand fair. how totally you can fair. like this one. Totally fair. Seventy three percent on the Saints, Bert. This is top five. I, I, I have it in my note. That's like one of my thing in my notes. I was like, this is probably a really good leverage spot to take Carolina. I mean, I just don't see anyone really taking Carolina here. Uh, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just padding my stats like Mo. Yeah. Listen, guys, we haven't gone stats. down. We haven't gone down. <laughs> Stat padding with chefs. Narrativeville. We need to go down to Narrativeville a little bit here. All right, take a, take us down a trip. Paint the picture. Now, last year, the Saints beat the Panthers three times. Three times. Swept them. So Cam Jordan goes and sends a bottle of wine and a broom to Cam Newton this week. I mean, if he, that doesn't he get waited you until, fired up, he waited until this week. Yeah. Well, if that what if he get, physically can't throw a ball though? Like I don't care. Time. What you just just make it six yards to Christian McCaffrey and let that dude do work. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, if you if you don't get up after the dude on the other team is sending brooms to your starting quarterback, I mean, I'm sorry. Just go move the team to Europe and get the hell out of here. That you they need to they need to show up. They need to show up big. This is a huge game. Uh, for the Panthers, I, I, I mean, I, listen, I like the Saints too. I think they're a good team. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. But they haven't been looking too good as of late. I, and I, I've said it many times that the Panthers tend to play down to their competition. They also do tend to play up to their competition in a lot of spots too. I think this is a great, great spot for them. Just getting a ton of points. Like I said, way too many to swallow with five and a half. Even if Cam's broken, isn't this the time to buy the Panthers stock? They've lost five games, and the last four were by a combined 17 points. That's 4.25 points per game. Those are just coin flip results. Like, this stock is so valuable right now. Five and a half is so many points in a matchup that has historically been a lot closer. And in this spot, Panthers are 2-1 and one as home dogs against the Saints. I don't know. In... in with uh Cam Newton in in Carolina. I don't know. I just I love this spot for for the Panthers. The the, the concern is obviously what is Cam at this point. But I don't know. I think that ambiguity works in our favor as Mo said in the contest. This is going to be con, uh contrarian for sure. Uh Mo, you did not have this very high though. Middle of the pack. Put a cap on this game. Well, that's because it's the Saints passing offense against this Carolina pass defense. I mean, it's just an awful matchup for the Panthers. They they can't stop the pass at all. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, New Orleans is creeping up in the in the defense rankings, mostly because they've been really good against the run. And the Panthers really are one of the teams that actually does need to run the ball. Uh, I had this just above coin flip tier. I think... I think this line is pretty close to where it should be. Uh, I just moved it up a little bit because, like I said, I do think picking the Panthers could be a route to us getting a point that very few others will have. All right, let's go to the other NFC South game. Brett, how are you laying eight and a half points with the Falcons and having conviction about it? 
You know, initially I was wondering why this line wasn't just seven because both of these teams are terrible, but midweek steam on the Falcons with some reverse line movement. People are taking the points with the cards, but the line's moving the other way. It's 10 on pinnacle. And Atlanta is returning home indoors where Matt Ryan averages 9.7 yards per attempt versus 7.4 outdoors. This is a different team in the dome, and we're buying low on the Falcons here, even though this line did appear inflated at first glance. But Deion Jones has looked great since returning to the lineup. He's back disrupting, blowing up plays over the middle, and I don't trust Josh Rosen to do enough to keep pace in this game. The Cardinals can bottle up Julio all they want, but you've got Ridley, Sanu, Coleman, to shred the rest of this Cardinals defense. I think Ridley goes off in this game. This feels like Falcons by three touchdowns. Why can't they score 40 points in this game? Because the Cardinals have already bottled up better teams. Like way better offenses. Way better? Yeah, Chiefs. I don't know. <laughs> they went to Arrowhead, a way harder place well, to play. Take it easy. I, I wouldn't say they bottled up the Chiefs. They played extremely well in that game. But- at look at pa- the, look at Packers, the goat bottled Packers team that just thrashed the Falcons. Go ahead. What were you gonna say, bro? Bad, bad weather though. Yeah, I mean, look at look at what the Ra- look what the Falcons have done at home. I mean, the the last two games at home they faced the the Ravens and the Cowboys, two top seven defenses in the league. Before that, they scored 34, 36, 37. 31. But this is a top home. defense. So you have to include those Ravens. This is not a top defense. The Cardinals are average on defense. No way are the Cardinals average. Metrics, metrics, bro. They're 10th against the pass. That's well above average. 22nd against the run. Yeah, but that doesn't all matter. All the metrics say we should go home. That doesn't matter. Falcons can't run the ball. Exactly. At all. And running Every doesn't matter. Kevin Coleman and something Smith have one to two yards per carry this o-line is a disaster running the ball plus the the cards are seventh and adjusted sack rate like i don't know how you this is a well above average defense that should have no problem getting to matt ryan and slowing this falcons offense good luck love when it. is the market gonna admit this falcons team stinks yeah the, what is this understand. line how is this line anywhere north of like four or five every single week the falcons are off of where I think they should be. And then sometimes I move them down because I'm just like, well, obviously I'm an idiot in the market, but maybe the market's just full of idiots. I mean, I, I don't know. I think this line should be like seven. Um, This, this line is actually the ultimate example of 2018 football. Though. I mean, five years ago, this line would be Falcons minus three and a half when defense was allowed. Uh, but uh, nowadays it's, it's, it's not so much. So, uh, it does worry me on the Falcon side, though, that, like we said, taking a one-dimensional offense against a good defense. And then this is this this is really an ultimatum spot for me on Josh Rosen. Like, if you can't move the rock here against this Falcons defense in the Dome, then I'm officially worried for you. Yeah, that's obviously the biggest worry. Rosen has looked really, really bad, but there's no no team. Just like we saw last week, bad offense. Packers have been really struggling. But there's no cure better than Atlanta's 32nd overall defense, 30th against the pass, to make you feel a little bit better. I I, I love this spot. This is this is rule of public sniffing out a bad line. That's why 53 percent 
are on the Cardinals. I mean, the Falcons are 3-10 and against the spread. What business do they have laying 8.5 against any professional football team? Doesn't make any sense to me. Let's jump out of Brett's top five. You got a pair right next to each other. Bengals minus three at home to the Raiders, and then Dolphins plus seven in Minnesota. Keep us rolling, Mr. Minotti. Yeah, I'm going to start with Cincinnati because, guys, come on. You're buying Oakland now after they beat the Steelers at home. Now they're traveling across the country for an afternoon game, and this line is telling you – sorry, is it an afternoon game? Is this a, is this a night game? Don't know. Either way, they're traveling across the country. And Mo was just saying last week, that Oakland isn't a pro team. The worst team in the league, he said. What happened? What happened in one week? Something Jeff Driscoll has happened, man. <laughs> he shredded last week. He's not He's not that bad. I love the Bengals here. I'm going to be jamming Driscoll, Mixon, Boyd into fantasy lineups because there are mismatches all over the place. It's the Raiders on the road, and somehow 50% of the public is on Oakland. How are you guys on this side? What outcome in this game surprises you? What on Sunday, you're cracking open a late day IPA. They're going through the scores on Sunday night football right before Rodney Harrison saying some dumb shit. What Raiders Bengals score pops up that surprises you? I, I would honestly be surprised if Oakland won. What? I, I would be surprised. This is just rule of two bad teams. Take the points. These teams are both awful. The, yeah, that's exactly what I did there. <laughs> the only unit I trust is the Raiders' offense in this game. <laughs> what? Which, what? Is, which is, yeah, it's insane, right? That's in, uh, absolute insanity. This is mixing for like 200. Rich yeah. making all the right points. <laughs> just keep going, Rich. <laughs> I just... <laughs> you're right. This is this should be a smash spot for, for the Bengals. The Oakland's awful. 31st in defense, 32nd against the pass. They can't generate a pass for us. Last in adjusted sack rate. But it's not like the Bengals are any better. 28th overall, 27th against the pass. And Football Outsiders loves this Raiders offense. 17th overall, 11th passing. They looked fine last week against a tough Steelers unit. Steelers defense is actually pretty good. In a spot, Big Ben comes in, scores a miraculous touchdown, it looks like, oh, that was cute. The Raiders should get the cover, but they won't win. Raiders marched right down the goddamn field and won the game outright. I think their offense has some semblance of a pulse, and I'm just going to take the points with two bad teams here. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 they were at home last week. We predicted that. Right, but Except still, for Mo. that last drive is still impressive, right? We predicted sure. the cover. We didn't, we didn't predict Derek Carr game-winning drive right down the Steelers' throat when the Steelers are scraping and clawing for the playoffs. But we've I also seen Derek Oakland Carr on the road. Week, yeah, I? but you you probably did, but you were shitting all over my yeah, pick. a lot of shit talking. No, I wasn't. I, I said it was a good pick. You said Raiders not even a pro team. That's a direct quote. We're, we're going to have to run the tape on that. <laughs> yeah, but I said this is a good pick because even though the line was pretty fair, I felt I, I thought people wouldn't be on it in the contest. It was a little more popular than I expected. I said, I said Oakland's a pro team, and you shit all over that. <laughs> And then Oakland just went out and won the game outright. Well, that's rule. Yeah, I mean, that's rule of Tomlin Road favorite. The pro team and Cincy is really, really bad. I mean, I mean they're, they're bad, but are I mean, they worse than Oakland? That's what you're telling me. No, this is this no, line I, says I think they're this equal. Is fair. Yeah, yeah, this is a fair line for me. Fair line, but you still picked Oakland. <laughs> like, well, yeah, give me free points. All right, you, you know, at the end of the day, I'll just take the points and no. 
there's literally no score in this game that I would be shocked by. None. There's there's not an outcome that I would look at that and say, you know what, I'm shocked that happened. Because anything can happen in this game to me. DP, you've not said a damn word. This is your one-pointer. I can assume I can just move on. You can just move on. Get this game the hell away from everything. All right. Hey, Dolphins, plus seven in Minnesota. You're going against your boy, Bert. Rule of Zimmer at home, and you are just turning your back on the man. Yeah, because I have no faith in this Minnesota offensive line right now. I was completely stunned at how bad they looked last week, especially in the run game. I can't lay seven with a team that can't get any leverage up front. And the defense has been bad, too. Like, Miami should be able to score in this game. Uh, I thought this was pretty fair. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I, I think Miami's going to be able to, to keep pace. Just like I said, the Atlanta Falcons are a great reprieve for a bad offense. The Dolphins' defensive line is a great reprieve for a bad offensive line. 29th in adjusted sack rate. They're not getting very much pressure at all. And in the back, Xavier Howard still not practicing. This feels like such a good bounce back spot for the Vikings. And I joked about it at the top, but Zimmer, just the best at home. Uh, 69% nice covering uh, as the head coach of the Vikes at home. 68% as home favorites. This line has moved to 7.5 on Pinnacle. I think that's more appropriate. Maybe even 8. This just feels like a really nice bounce back spot for the Vikes. And I'm really scared about Tannehill against this Vikes defense. Uh, this was in coin flip territory for me, though. I just I, I couldn't see myself laying this many points with the Vikings, although I really, really, really wanted to. I just couldn't do it. Uh, DP, you're the highest on Minnesota. You've got this as your second overall pick, 14 out of 15. You are just sipping all the haterade on the Dolphins. I am sipping all the hater in the Dolphins. I mean, they just came off a massive emotional win. It was a miracle against the Patriots. I mean, and they all the, I feel like all they've been talking about all week is that game and that win and everything that happened. And I, I get it. I mean, they're human, these, these players and stuff. But, I mean, Kenyon Drake out here running around all week saying that the only reason he was drafted by Miami, as he was told by his coach, was to beat the Patriots. I mean, I understand what they did, but there's a game on Sunday, and it's against the uh, – decent team in the Vikings. I think the Vikings coming off the the horrible performance that they have, the firing of their offensive coordinator, then going home, this is like the biggest get right spot in the universe for me. I think they're just going to they're going to roll this damn team. They're going to just crush the Dolphins. Mo, this was your one pointer. The coin came up Vikings. What made you click them? Uh, it's just Miami's lack of a pass rush like you said. Once again, you made all my points, Rich. Uh and then, yeah, no Howard versus uh, Diggs and Thielen. So I, I, I had this one in coin flip as well, but uh, just a couple small factors make me think Bikes would maybe be the side gun to head, I guess. You're Wong teasing this though, right? Get this down to one. Yeah, that seems fine. Um, I mean, I guess it is worth noting that like Donnie's trying to say the the Dolphins. Uh, are are going to be focused on that, but I mean they, they are drawing live, like in the hunt. They, they have six losses in the hunt. Where's the in the hunt graphic? The Browns yeah. are in the hunt. Your guys is Browns in the hunt, drawing live. The NFL mediocrity at its best. All right, let's close your let's close Brett out <laughs> here with his beloved Buffalo Bills. 
I don't understand this one whatsoever, Brett. Brett is laying the two and a half with the Detroit Lions in Buffalo. This is Brett mad at the Bills blowing dicks last week. 100%. I mean, uh, this Bills team is just (laughs) so young on the offensive side of the ball. I I just, I, I don't know. Look at this there's, Lions there's nobody offense. Around, there's nobody around Josh Allen right now. Look and at I, this like, I know. I know you just made the same point offense. about Detroit. They had 100 yards passing last week. 100. In 2018. What are they going to do when they play outside in the cold against Buffalo? It's going to be a shit show. This is... Such a blessing that the Bills blew their dicks off last week. Because although they're public right now, 57% on the Bills, who in the contest is clicking Buffalo? After a lot, what were they, sixth last week? Last week in popularity? Four. Fourth? After all those people clicked the Bills and they got beat by the stinking Jets. Who's picking did, the Bills this week? Did you say the Bills? Did you see the Lions are laying points? Yeah. No, yeah, aren't the Lions? Yeah, you got that. Wrong. Oh, sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. I missed yeah. Bills, Bills, I Bills is favorites again. I just they should be minus. Should be minus three. Probably should be minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. This is a beautiful spot. This Lions. I I agree. This should definitely be minus three. How does the How do the Lions get to 20 points in this game? In all season, this Lions defense has continued to underperform. Just luckily last week, Darius Slay had Josh Rosen throw him a pass for a 70-yard pick six. Mo, come, keep keep it going. Bills, man. Such a good Yeah, time. I like the Bills here. Uh, like you, Once again, you made all the points I was going to make. Uh, they're coming off a stinker uh, that where, they, where they blew their own dicks off and lost a very, very, very winnable game. Um, and they've been installed as favorites in a spot where nobody is going to want to take the bills, but yet the books and the market make them a favorite. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about how bad this Lions team is. They got completely shut down by a good defense last weekend. I expect that to happen again. Uh, one one thing that very much worries me, though, about the bills is... Hauschka. I know you're going to say Hauschka. Yep, yep. <laughs> Steven Hauschka on the injured list and in a low-scoring slugfest. Uh, I think it's a little more likely that you're going to need to make some big kicks here. So that definitely does worry me. This is like the mega troll against Brett. First, you pick the opposite (laughs) side on his lone wolf, and now you're talking about a kicker mattering. Well, it is important in in this kind of spot where every point is going to matter so much. Hauschka on the uh, blocked field goal at the end of the first half against the Jets, he got kind of thrown to the ground, and later on he attempted a field goal, which was wide left by... An acre, he was favoring his hip in that second half. Play football, man. These kickers <laughs> drive me insane. And then he tries to slide tackle somebody. Oh well, yeah, that was that, was that was like Get I don't know how they the didn't field, throw a flag man. on that play. That is the NFL officiating one hundred and one. Like because he didn't make contact, there's no penalty. Like the the attempt is not. He intended to like just straight up slide tackle that guy. That, that's right, but. It, the rule doesn't legislate intent. And that's why spirit of rules is so important and not 
letter of rules because that's 100% a penalty. Why couldn't they just throw an unsportsmanlike conduct? Because I I don't know if that's... If uh, I throw a punch, do I not get a penalty unless I hit the that that's, has to be unsportsmanlike. It has to be. You <laughs> can't do that. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane that, I mean, I guess just in the heat of the moment, he just did it, but I, it's just insane. Um, so you guys so you guys don't think anybody's going to take this game at all in the no. contest? Because, I mean, the, the public is on the bills, but uh, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't see anybody taking either side here. They were fourth last week, man, and they lost yeah. to the Jets. Nobody's going back to the well on the Buffalo Bills. Not a single soul. Uh, let's move over to DP, who's got one lone wolf in the middle of his card. It's the G-Men laying two and a half against the Titans. I had no idea what to do with this game. This was firmly in coin flip territory for me. DP, you had it much higher than I did. Tell me why you clicked the Giants and why you're so convinced. I mean, I'm I'm just pretty much totally against this Titans team. I mean, I... I try to to listen to you guys at the beginning of the season i think for the past two or three seasons and and i just i get more and more discouraged by watching them play i just i mean their defense is all right you know don't get me wrong but i think the giants are playing all right right now um for whatever reason i feel like they just have a really big chip on their shoulder and they're doing something what i think is totally stupid and actually trying to win games right now and they should just be losing outright and getting a higher draft pick but hey whatever the tank last week well, yeah, they they tried, but you know that they don't. They they half tried. I mean, Odell was like bought in, but other than that, you know, they don't know what they're doing. Um, I mean, yeah, they get they get Odell back. The, this tight. The big thing for me is this Titans team. I just I, their offense. I mean, so last week you had the Derrick Henry game of the the century. I mean, that's just like unbelievable. And I just I'm not a big believer in this Titans offense whatsoever. And for that simple reason, I'm just going to lay the two and a half for a Giants team that I think can can score points. And if they're able to do that, uh, this Titans team is not going to be able to stay with them. Mo, you're the highest on the other side here. Nine out of 15 on the Titans. Why are you taking the two and a half here? Part of it's the weather. Um, looks like it could get ugly in this one. Um, 13 mile per hour winds in the forecast with the rain as well. Uh I think that massively favors the Titans. Um, Barkley's really good, but the Giants can't block at all. So um, I think the better O-line there has an edge. Uh, and the Titans coming in off extra rest. Two almost dead teams uh, here. So it's kind of a, a tough one in bad weather. This this just shows you how ugly this kind of week was, that this was this high for me, because I'm definitely not running to the window to fire Titans, but I do think there's a little bit of value here. Bad home team, Giants 2-4 and four against the spread at home. Bad road team, Titans 2-4 and four against the spread on the road. For me, the, the reason the coin came up Tennessee was simply the extra rest. I think that's super valuable at this time of the year. Nothing really stood out matchup-wise. Really wasn't doing it for me. Brett, you too clicked the Titans, obviously. 6 of 15. Why'd you click Tennessee? Yeah, like you said, extra rest. And they also have the best player in the league, Derrick Henry. So that that's definitely a factor. <laughs> Alabama zone. All right, let me speed through my lone wolves real quick because Moe's only lone wolf is a 2 out of 15. Uh, one of them bubbled. It was initially on my card. And then I just kept ticking it down. 
And I am not surprised that Mo clicked the other side, but I am surprised about Brett and DP, although DP does have a bias against the Baltimore Ravens. I've got the Ravens minus seven and a half at home against the Bucks. Look ahead line was seven, opened at eight and a half. Pinnacle is resting at seven and a half, so a slight uh, reverse line move with 59% on the Ravens, but it's not through a key number uh, resting at seven and a half. Guys, this is Jameis on the road against the second-ranked defense, fourth against the pass, fifth in adjusted sack rate. The Bucks refuse to run. Bad script is a nightmare. It's going to be rainy, 76%, 45-degree weather. I don't know how Jameis moves the ball against this team in this spot. And on the other side of the ball, why can't Lamar and Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon just run straight against the 30th-ranked rush defense? according to DVOA. Uh, Bucks coming off three straight home games, including wins against something Mullins and the Panthers, who are horrible on the road. This is going to be come back to reality. This line should be 10, guys. I, I, I don't understand how you could click the other side. And DP, I don't know how you can click the other side and be confident in the Bucks. What's going on here? Uh, simply, this is too many points for me to lay against a Ravens offense that I don't think is capable of scoring enough to cover seven and a half here. So, I mean, that that to me is the story. I think that this Bucks defense, uh, I mean, Rich, you pointed out how bad they are against the run. I think they've been a, a bit better since they fired their defensive coordinator. Um, and, and against an offense that's predominantly a running offense. I mean, the Ravens play run and play D. That's how they go through the NFL. And that, that's fine if that's what they want to do. I don't think it's a winning formula. Um, I mean, I know Jameis certainly has his trouble. He's probably going to throw two or three picks at minimum in this game. Um, but uh, they do still have some firepower to be able to, to score uh, a little bit, at least enough, in my opinion, to be able to keep this in seven and a half. I think this number is just uh, a bit too high uh, for my taking with a Ravens offense that isn't that good to be able to put up this many points. Mo, you just hate Lamar Jackson. Hate coursing in your veins. You just love the Ravens at home. They're awesome at home. <clears throat> okay, look. I'm actually, I'm like you, but on the other side. I had this really high, and then I had to keep moving it down. Um, Donnie nailed it, though. The biggest, thing, the biggest thing is that the Bucks are much worse at football than the Ravens, but the problem is that they're better at the one thing that matters in football, which is passing offense. Like... I'm much more inclined to think that they can pass and move the ball than the Ravens. But also the weather is a factor. That's one of the reasons I push it down. And then the other thing you brought it up, Rich, I mean, firing Winston on the road at Baltimore makes me queasy. So I had to keep pushing this down. Uh, I could see this being an absolute complete and utter powder keg game. Yeah, that's it right there. Nailed it on the head. A, a lot of the range of outcomes is Jameis Winston. I mean, DP, if he throws two or three interceptions, they're not covering. It's just not happening. Yeah, in that case, they're going to lose by 30. Yeah. Minotti, you two click the Bucks. Five out of 15. Why am I incorrect? I don't really have a lean here. This is exactly where I capped it, but I'm with DP. I have a hard time laying more than a touchdown with Lamar Jackson. He is dreadful at throwing footballs. I don't want to see you say Lamar strike in the chat anymore. That Lamar is not strikes. a thing. There's no such thing as a Lamar strike. Lamar strikes. He's so bad. Lamar strikes. That little wrist flick. 
I can't. I, I want to fade this team so bad, and I just don't think this is the spot to do it. Really. By the way, you know who Lamar is? He's Carson Wentz. <laughs> no, he's not. He's what got... the hell are you talking about, man? Hey, that's the dumbest comparison I think I've ever heard. He's got a fine deep ball, can't throw short. Any accurate pass where he needs to hit his back foot and throw three or five yards, you're right. He's dreadful. Well, he's, he's Tyrod, then. He's not accurate anywhere. No, he's been... It's Randall Cunningham. He's been good throwing the ball downfield. But anything within five to seven yards where he just needs to hit his back foot and throw an accurate ball, tight spiral, just not happening. He does this little wrist Dude, flick he's thing. Josh, he's Josh Allen. No, Josh Allen has a cannon, bro. Now we're just throwing names out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just running around. He's trash like, ones. Running around. He's trash Throwing wins, inaccurate bro. passes. He's trash ones. Trust. This next one, what the hell, guys? All I heard last week was Cowboys this, Cowboys that, Cowboys are the best, should be minus six, Cowboys goat, Cowboys defense, and then you guys all click Colts. I don't get it. Yeah, because Mark is adjust week to week. Look ahead line was a pick. Why does this adjust three points? And Colts more goat. Well, punch anyone who had this as a pick. Three. This is the most obvious line of the week. Like I just looked at this one, I'm like, okay, this is obviously Colts minus three. I don't understand why it would move that much. This is iron on iron. This is I, I put this in the chat last night. This is going to be a fun game. Granted, I didn't have much conviction. This is middle of the pack. I'm just pissed that it was a lone wolf. Um, 55% of the Cowboys, so slight public lean. And like I said, iron on iron. Uh, the Colts, really good at stopping the run. They're fifth. The Cowboys love running the ball with Zeke. And on the other side of the ball, where you can beat... The Colts is by being aggressive and throwing the ball. And the Cowboys don't seem to want to do that. But last week, they unlocked something with Amari. They threw the ball 50 times and ho-hum. It worked. They were able to get the ball down the field. Although Dak, I mean, how many times is he going to miss Michael Gallup after he just destroys somebody on a route? It's really pissing me off. That guy must hate Dak. <laughs> All he does is get wide open and get overthrown. It's so tilting. Also, who were they playing last week? I mean, come on. We'll make some throws, man. Uh, no, but that's why those, that's why those guys were open. And the other, it's not going to happen this week. The other iron-on-iron matchup is Colts offensive line versus Cowboys defensive line. Colts are seventh. Cowboys are third. So that's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought this was a fair line. I took the points. Why aren't the Cowboys better than the Colts? I don't know. You guys tell me. You guys told me that the Cowboys are the best team ever. So I, I'm going to need to get some answers why DP has the Colts in his top five and he has the Cowboys as minus six last week. I need some explanation. Court, coach and quarterback, two massive things for me in this game. Massive. I, Frank Reich is worlds better than Jason Garrett to me, and Andrew Luck is way better in terms of having the ball in his hands. Uh, versus Dak Prescott. I mean, I don't care how many Amari Coopers you have. It's probably good. Dak and the Clapper, not a good combo. What about you, Brett? You had the Colts middle of the pack, 7-15. to 15. What you got? Yeah, I mean, the Colts have been exceptional against the run late in the year, and if you can stop the Dallas run game, you can force Dak to make plays on third down. That's how you beat the Cowboys. We've seen it several times this year. Zeke gets pinned down, and the Cowboys struggle to move the football, and they lose. This is this is just a really good matchup for the Colts, especially on that side of the ball. You know, as good as the the Cowboys have looked on defense this year, this is Andrew Luck. 
he's so good at spreading the ball around to pass catchers who are open. He's so efficient. And uh, yeah, I think he he's going to be able to move the ball. Why did the coin come up Colts, Mo? Why aren't the Cowboys better? You guys all lied to me. Well, for one thing, at least when I checked this last night, uh, it was minus 116 on the three. So I have to lean a little bit that way. And then uh, the Colts O-line last week, I mean, versus an elite Texans D-line, they showed that they can handle a strong D-line, I think. So that uh, makes me lean a little bit to the Colts. And I think being in a, uh, a dome also helps them a little more then it helps uh, Dallas. So just slightly on the Colts, but definitely not not too much conviction. All right, we'll get to my last pick, which... <laughs> Veto. It's my one out of 15. Okay. Just take it off the board. Veto it anyway. Before the podcast, I said that I don't like Moe's top pick, which we'll get to in a second. I'm spoiling it. It's this one. How many times do we have to see the Patriots go to Heinz Field and destroy the Steelers, guys? How many times do we have to go into it and say that the Steelers are the right side, 80% of the public's on the Patriots, oh, would you lay this many points at home with the Patriots, oh, Steelers right side, and then Bill Belichick just fucking shreds Mike Tomlin? How many times do we have to see it, guys? Two straight years they've gone in as road favorites. And last year, on some Jesse James fuckery, process of the moose the patriots get the winning cover i'm sick of it i'm done with it done with this game pick the patriots put it at one i'm done so this is a loom for you so brett and donnie are with me let's go. oh yeah this is this is my go yeah go for it go go for it guys go mo go go ahead why are the steelers are obviously the right side i'm totally with Steelers should be favored 100 percent. but they're not gonna win and they're not gonna cover absolutely wrong team favorite 100 percent. yeah this is wrong team favorite i agree for sure I agree. Uh, I'm going to agree with everything you look say. At this. Look at this. On paper, Pitt is a more talented team than New England. Just like they were the last well, two years. Yeah, every year they just, are, Just though. like they were the last two years. So Keep why, it going. So, so why am I getting points at home? Keep um, it going. Keep all the points. This is a rerun this episode. We've done this two years well, now. You're you're right. And I was also in Prague when we did this last year. Um Here's the other thing, though, that is massively, 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 massively different than last year. This game doesn't matter to the Patriots, but Pitt needs this for their season. Circling the wagons at home for their season in a game where they want it 10 times more than the Pats. They Pats don't give a shit. They can lose this game. They're not passing the Chiefs or the Chargers, whoever wins the AFC West, Um for the top seed, so but what about a I buy, mean, bro? What about a buy? They they still need to secure they a buy. What, they're gonna play against the Colts in the playoffs. I mean, the, they don't give a shit, man. <laughs> this is a bad take. Of course, okay, they want to buy. This is the dumbest take ever, Mo. Like you just know. Oh, the Pittsburgh the have to get home field advantage. They have to get that that number two seed. They have zero shot at going to the Super Bowl ever. They definitely have a shot. The AFC is such a dumpster fire outside of the AFC West. Chargers and Chiefs are by far the two best teams in the in the conference. And Patriots probably roll everybody else, I'm guessing. Um, maybe if they have to go to Pittsburgh or Baltimore, I guess things could be tough there. But um, yeah, the, I mean, this is just a game where, like I said, the, even if... I'm not saying the Pats are just going to come out and just completely 
you know, punt this game. I'm just saying Pitt needs this way more than the Pats do. If Pats lose this game, I mean, the worst case scenario is they're going to play like um, one extra game where they're going to be minus seven, at, you know, uh, first round or whatever. Like, it's just not that big of a deal for them. But for Pittsburgh, if they lose this, like, they're underdogs to, like, make the playoffs. So this is just so much bigger for them. They have more talent. They're at home. I mean, this is just crazy for them to be uh, uh, not laying a couple points here. I think this line is awful, and I also think Patriots will probably be... This is one where I think both sides will probably be in the top 10, but I'm guessing Pats will be, like, third, and Pitt will be, like, ninth or something. Brett, I can't believe you did it. You're, Why? You're usually the voice of reason in this spot. No, this is... Look, we've been fading the Steelers on the road every week. Now you have to buy them and at home. Like, like Mo said, this is, this is everything for their season, and they're getting two and a half at home. This moved four points at the Westgate in a week after the Steelers lost, and the Patriots looked like dog shit last week. It's, lost this is to it. the Raiders. Yeah. Patriots well, have looked like dog shit for four years. They still walk into Heinz Field every time winning cover. Every, okay, well... Not it, last we, year, bro. We got the push. <laughs> they got they got outplayed last year. I don't know. This is, this is insanity to me. This is wrong team favorite. I'm not letting what happened last week to the Steelers cloud my perception of what this game is. Yeah, we predicted that stinker last week. It's totally different circumstances, and the public is pounding a road favorite. So I like the Steelers to just win this game outright. DP, you are the lowest on the folks that picked the Steelers, middle of the pack. I'm shocked. I, I thought your anti-jinx would be stronger than this. The reason why I'm the lowest is is for the reasons that you're picking the Patriots. Every single stinking year, the Patriots play the Steelers, and they just beat up on them and Mike Tomlin because they Mike Tomlin never wants to adjust or do anything differently and the Patriots just own them and that's what I'm worried about here but I I do agree that this line is wrong like flat out it, it, that should be a minus sign in front of the Steelers not a plus sign it, it's just I, I don't understand what's happening here um I mean I listen I don't agree with Mo by saying that the Patriots don't need this the Patriots definitely need it because they have to hold off the Houston Texans for the number two seed uh, you know, in the, in the AFC and it's, I mean, the Patriots coming off a loss. I think they're going to play pretty well, or at least try to play pretty well, but the Steelers, I mean, Mo's take on, they absolutely need this Brett agreeing with that. That's that they, they absolutely need this. They do. And they get to play this, this bad Patriots defense that I don't think can really stop anything is just for the love of God, big Ben, just don't be an idiot and throw 85 different picks and just act like a moron. Just get the ball to your playmakers, Juju Smith, Antonio Brown, and just shred this stupid defense. Make Tom Brady, who looks 41 every single, looks older and older every single week, every week out there. Just, just let him do his thing. This actually might be the one, the one year I might give it to Mike Tomlin where you can single cover Gronk because he's not the same Gronk uh, that he's ever been. Um, he's just, he's just too beat up. He's, he's not the same guy. Um, so if they're going to do that this year, I mean, it's a little bit more in their favor than it has been in the past years. I mean, I still wouldn't do it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this just, this just screams wrong team favorite, but I'm just, I'm scared. Absolutely shitless that this, the Patriots are just going to pick apart the Steelers team like they do every single year. Seen this movie before it's in reruns. It's on cable already. This movie, uh, the final lone wolf. Moe's two-pointer. Nobody had any conviction on the other side. 
DP was the highest, 5 out of 15. Moe's got a home dog, the San Francisco 49ers, catching 4.5 at home against the steaming Seattle Seahawks. Moe, why did you click the Niners? Well, this is one where I think recency bias made this line open higher than it should have. Um, and I wish we could have got, uh, I think, six or six and a half was the opener. Um, it's already getting corrected. That was just not a good line. This is one of those spots where there should be a very, very, very large difference between road and home between these two teams because we called it. It was Nick Mullins at at the C-Link, and that's just like not going to end well ever. But... At home, this is just a huge difference. Uh, not nearly as scary, and they just got waxed by this team. They're gonna be motivated, even though they have really nothing to play for overall. Uh, I do think uh, this is another one with a bit of an ugly forecast, some wind and rain, and that does favor Seattle. Uh, Kind of a, a big reverse line move, though, here. This is probably one of the bigger ones I've seen in recent memory. So it looks like Sharps are pounding the Niners. They did it last week. They were right. Uh, I was big on that spot, and I think I'm not near that confident this week. But I do think uh, if we could have got six, I would have been definitely uh, all over this one. And I, I would be surprised if a lot of the public is also on the Niners. So there, that has some merit as well. Yeah, just, uh, in the contest. Despite 68% of the public being on Seattle, this line has steamed down two points from five and a half to three and a half on Pinnacle. It's four and a half in the contest. For me, this came down to the Hawks are better at everything. However, you talked about the last game. The Hawks have nothing to play for. They're locked in to the five seed. They really can't do much worse I don't think, and they obviously can't catch the Rams. They're three games behind, and the Rams have the tiebreaker in sweeping Seattle. So there's some injuries here that I think the Seahawks are going to keep easy. Uh, Frank Clark was limited in practice on Wednesday, then downgraded to DNP on Thursday. And then K.J. Wright has been on the precipice of returning to that linebacker core, but it's just another week where they don't need him, so they're just going to keep him on the sideline. Uh, I think the Seahawks are a way better team, but not enough confidence to put this higher than a 3 of 15. Like I said, DP, you were the highest 5 of 15. What you got here on the Hawks? Super high, man. I, I mean, this is... To me, picking the 49ers here would just be too sharp for own good. Um, I mean, Seattle is just better in every aspect of the ball, as you mentioned, Rich, and that's why I'm taking them. That said, I mean, I'm not a big fan of having to swallow four and a half on the road against a team, you know, that I, I mean, I think these teams just, they, they, they're not close, but they play games closer than they should be. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just don't think when it's today's NFL and you should be throwing the ball over the field, Seattle style of, you know, running and playing defense is really going to allow them to put up a ton of points. So I'm a little bit worried about uh, being able to cover this number. Uh, that said, Still just have to roll with the team that I think is better all over the field. All right, Brett, you dominated the segment. Now put a cap in this game. Yeah, the line movement was wild here, and I wasn't totally sure what to make of it. So threw threw it at the bottom and kind of went from there. Uh, this is just me selling the Niners off a win. I, I don't really have any conviction either way, so we can move on. 
let's get to the card. We spoiled Mo's pick, but he picks last this week. Leading us off after a perfect 5-0 is DP, and he's taking a majority pick that we just discussed and that Bert will not like. Who you got on the card, DP? Bert's Bert's so going to veto this pick. I got the Panthers plus 5.5, man. Let's go. (laughs) I can't veto, unfortunately. Yeah, he only has his uh, rich veto. Yeah, which I think might. I, oh, I think he had one still on me. I think oh, might wow. be coming. Maybe. Anything to add on the, that Panther selection? No, let's go. I hope. I hope Cam brings the the, the broom to the field. <laughs> Brett, how you doing, kiddo? That's a terrible pick, but whatever. <laughs> Mo, any worries? You clicked Panthers. All the worries. This past defense is going to get absolutely shredded. Unless something's changed about the Saints, which I'm not ruling out. I mean, they've looked pretty putrid for two straight weeks. I was willing to give them a pass on that Dallas game because Thursday night, but like, man, that was ugly against Tampa. And, you know, I guess I'm curious to see how they look. Uh, If they come out and win by 28, I'm definitely not going to be surprised, though. Primetime Panthers, come on, they're not going to get embarrassed at home, guys. This game is too important for them to get blown out. All right, Bert, you're up next. Four and one last week. You have a consensus pick, one of two, (laughs) that will make the card. Why are you laughing? Because we're doing it again. I don't know why we're doing this. this <laughs> why are we doing this, this again? Is, this is way too sharp for ungood. This is my. This is the best. I love it. This is my two of fifteen. It's DP's He's ten not of. Walking, it's DP's ten of fifteen. It's Mo's twelve of fifteen. I just tell the people. We've got the slurs again oh because we. God. It's every week. Uh, <laughs> this is the most obvious game theory play of the week. Coming off. Last week when the Redskins looked by far like the worst team in the NFL, the total on this game is 36, and the Jags are seven-point favorites, which means their implied score is 22-14 to if they need to cover. And that's with Cody Kessler and this battered makeshift offensive line against one of the best defensive lines of football. That's a huge mismatch up front. I still believe in this Washington uh, defense, especially up front there. And if the Jags can't move the football, how are they supposed to cover a touchdown here? I capped this at three. I would not be surprised at all. If the, it, yo, period. he said three. I capped this at three. Why can't Washington just win this game? <laughs> the Jags are terrible. I mean, I capped it at four. So, I mean, if you're going to laugh at Brett, laugh at me. Didn't the Jags just shut out the Colts? Yeah, that was oh, yeah. six zero, to nothing. Zero points. Okay, cool. If this game ends six to nothing, we win. Sweet. You guys were all just fawning over the Colts offense against the Cowboys. That was an interdivision game against a rival. They they wanted to beat Andrew Luck that week. They don't give a shit about this game. You don't know it's about the Redskins. You don't know about bonuses and incentives and sacks and interceptions. And this is Josh Johnson begging to give the ball away. Yeah, we would not be Gridiron Gamble if we didn't have Josh Johnson on the card, though. I'm sorry. This is like, a, this is a fair line. I click slurs 
just because I couldn't lay seven points with the chainsaw, but I do not like this one bit. We love pain on this podcast. <laughs> Mo, you had this on your in your top five. Real, yeah, let's go. I mean, real American dollars on Josh Johnson this weekend. I don't know if I can give an ounce <laughs> of credit to something Josh Johnson for last week. I'll be honest, but uh, I just don't even see how you can lay this many points with this Jags team that just eighty percent of the last two months has looked like they don't give a shit. I mean. I just, I just don't understand. Just, how you could just play that many. Points. Just watch that Derrick Henry run last week and tell me this team is trying. Yeah, they score I, I like twelve it. points a week. No, I get it. I, I don't understand how they're going to score any amount of points to be able to cover seven, you, seven you, points. You don't see Jags defensive players scampering towards the end zone after Josh Johnson's handed them the football. That's something you oh, can't that is, see. That, that absolutely could happen, of course. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Mm, feels ugly. Oh, it's ugly as hell. <laughs> but we're we're doing it. Not a damn hole is taking the Redskins. Well, spe- right. We need ugly. Speaking of ugly, the Bills make me wanna. Bills are on the card. Veto. Well, no, no. You're gonna want to wait. Not- you you're gonna want to wait. I think maybe maybe. <sighs> we just wait till the collective pick. Why are you Fire vetoing up the machine? Why are you vetoing out the Bills? I'm so mad. All right, here's because, the, because they're favored. Yeah, as they should be. All right, here is the collective pick, the second and final consensus selection for the week. Oops, I almost clicked the other side. <laughs> that would have been funny. The collective chooses the Denver Broncos. You guys finally used your brains. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. I love this side. I wanted to love this so much. Fading this trash Browns team on the road. Okay. They are trash. No, they're not trash. Smelly, stinking trash. They're definitely trash on the road. Two, three, and one against the spread. This is just Denver is the classic home and away team. <laughs> Granted, they've put on some good away results, the Cardinals game specifically, but they go to San Francisco, they lay an absolute stinker when the entire world is on them as road favorites. And now they come home against a red hot Cleveland Browns team, everybody fapping over Baker Mayfield, and they're going to destroy this team. Love the matchup up front. Denver. Defensive line, third in adjusted sack rate. Chubb and Miller are going to eat against this below-average Browns offensive line. And as we saw two weeks ago, Baker Mayfield in negative script is not a pretty sight. Love the Broncos. Glad you guys finally did the damn thing. This isn't negative script. This is neutral script. Nah, this is negative script. This is Broncos smash. What's the motivation for the Broncos to even show up for this game? They can still make the playoffs, right? Yeah, what are you talking Everybody's about? Everybody's in the hunt in the AFC. As long as you don't have three wins, you're in the hunt in the AFC. What's the motivation for the fucking Browns? Well, they sure can still win the division. Too. <laughs> DP, you're the lowest. Tell us why. I mean, I just 
honestly, I just don't want too much to do with this game. I mean, every bone in my body told me that this is Broncos at home, uh, you know, just against this this Browns team that that I like. But I just think that their their stock is too high right now. They're going into a super tough place to play against a good defense, um, you know, so that that leans me to uh, pick this Broncos team. I'm just honestly, I'm worried about this Broncos offense and in, in case Keenum against the Browns defense. So that's what that's what balanced out my confidence level and forced me to put it really low. Look at line with six. Yeah. Six is what the line should be. Yes. I kind probably. of agree. Brett, you sound salty. You had this 10 out of 15, though. No, I'm not. I'm not salty. I'm just trying to, to argue against it. Uh, this, this was number one on my card for most of the week, and then I just kind of slid it down because I wasn't sure. I, I guess you guys are right. Denver's still on the hunt. So it probably should be on my top five. Baker and negative script. Yuck. So the card so far before Bert fires his veto. We didn't officially say it, but Mo has Steelers plus two and a half at home against the Patriots. So it is Bills, Slurs, Panthers, Steelers, Broncos. We firing? Eagles was a split game, right? Eagles was a split game, but the two people... (laughs) Yeah. My card, my card is just either split games or your, lone wolf. Your your card is a consensus pick, a majority pick, a lone wolf, a split game, and a lone wolf. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that to you your, guys. Your next, I, I hate this Bills though. Your next highest majority pick is the Colts. You guys all just love do whatever the Colts. you want. You earned it. These dudes, these dudes shit <laughs> on your face. That's bullshit. They disrespected you. Wow. Okay, enough with the peer pressure there, Mo. Sheriff Mo over there. I don't care what he you does. You still got I two more weeks to veto, too, man. Yeah, I've got. I just no, think he's no, the right to no. slap you guys around. We're using it right now. We're putting the Eagles on the card. Nick Foles, let's go. My guy. So, by choice, Brett Bertmanati Colson. Yes has put Josh Johnson and Nick Foles, both Super of whom... bowl champion Nick Foles. Both of whom are on the road. On the Yo, I'm betting everything on the Rams this week. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. They're going to win by 80. How do they get a stop? The Birds. They might not. I don't, I don't like this pick, but it's going to be funny to watch what happens. <laughs> I love it, man. This is this is just as ugly as the as the Redskins pick. Turning your back on your own Buffalo Bills. I mean, come on. Sad, sad day. I just Ow. know when Josh Allen is dancing into the end zone, I'm definitely going to be talking shit. I don't know what's going to happen in that Rams game, but let's go, Josh Allen. <sighs> the so, Rams are going to do what every stupid team should have done against the Eagles, and they're just going to absolutely destroy this defense. So we got slurs. This Eagles line should be seven. Slurs, Eagles, Panthers, Steelers, Broncos. I'm a sad panda. Follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C O L S O N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Monuara, N U double W. A-R-A-H. Don't forget to send your picks against the Super Contest lines for some raffle tickets. That's at Gridiron Gamble. You can also 
Retweet this podcast to get a free raffle ticket. Until Tuesday, best of luck in your betting adventures, your fantasy playoffs, etc. Enjoy the weekend. Peace. Ow.